welcome back to episode four of FM Sports Bets brought to you by the Drive-In Network. My name is Frankie Langer. I'm here with fellow co-host Nathan Ng. In today's episode, we will discuss sports betting, which is a form of gambling. Gambling comes with inherent risk that any and all players should be aware of. We urge all of age listeners who wish to gamble to do so with responsibility. And finally, we are in no way professional sports analysts and are simply giving our opinions on sports games around the nation. Take them with a grain of salt and once again, gamble responsibly. Thank you, Nathan, for that disclaimer. Also, I don't want to hear anyone talking shit about the quality of Nathan's audio, depending on you know what we're doing, because we're both at school in different cities. And so uh, you get what we give you. We apologize, but at the same time, we're going to roll with it a small recap of what my last betting week was um last week i went six and four overall i've went 20 and 11 in my picks so far this year and the two big upsets that hurt me last week were carolina beating the chargers and jacksonville losing to miami on thursday night Fitzmagic, obviously still hot um and so you know with that being said let's head into Week four picks. Nathan's going to start us off with Thursday night. All right. Thursday, we got uh, Denver at uh, New York Jets. This one, I really don't know. Like, we've talked about a toilet bowl, but this is the toilet bowl of all toilet bowls. This is the turd at the bottom of the toilet bowl. I don't know. They're both teams that are definitely trending downwards, I'd say. Uh, Absolutely. Both, both Owen The Jets three. might so be somebody, the somebody. worst team since the Owen 16 Lions. I. Which one? Which team? <laughs> the Jets. No, the Jets. The Jets. Okay, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Denver's, you know, dealing with some issues. But um, uh, Jets are favored by one, and I, I'm i going to take that. Take the Jets. Uh, I also <laughs> think they're going to – what? I, well, okay. Let me finish. Besides Sorry. Melvin Gordon, can you play name a player on Denver's offense who's playing tonight? Is Cortland Sutton playing? Yeah, no, he got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt. So I don't know who they're throwing to. I, I don't know what. I, and, okay, so also last week I said that Brett Ripien, Ripien was never going to see the football field. And, well, he saw the football field and he'll be playing tonight. So props to him. I redact my statement about, about that. But I just, there's no, like, there's nothing. Yeah. There's I, There's no, like, sense to me of anyone doing anything special. They We'll throw the ball for 170 yards, maybe maybe run one in, you know, get some good field position, have a nice play, but I just have no faith there um, on Denver side. And then the Jets, Sam Darnold has done good things in the past. Yeah, Might not be having his best year, but there's potential there, especially when playing a also pretty weak team. I think there's potential there to take advantage. Of some things. That being said, Broncos have a solid run defense, so I think the Jets are going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. I think they have more weapons uh, than Denver does, um, but also you have to take into account that Sam Darnold threw three interceptions last week. So I don't know. It's tough. It's one. It's one point spread. Uh, they have the Jets favored. I, I don't know. I'm picking the Jets just because Sam Darnold is more of a household name than Brett Ripien, honestly, yeah. and that's that, yeah. that's all I'm basing that off of. I think it's going to be awesome. I would not be surprised either way who wins. I think I spoke too soon to to think about the Jets. I mean, I do think the Jets are, are a bad team. I, I think that's a fact, right? at least right now. But when you talk about having an established quarterback, 
yes, Adam Gase is ruining Sam Darnold's NFL career. That's my belief. But um, they are more established than the Broncos. And when you think about, um, I don't know how many games. You say his first name is Brett Ripien? Brett Ripien? Ripien? I don't know if he's ever played in a game. I, did he's we not, he, that last up? week, he played like, you want to say he played half per well, quarter? Wasn't when great. you think about one week, one week to prepare against an NFL defense, doesn't matter if it's the Jets. I just don't think um, anyone would be ready. I want to know if you are thinking about the over under here, 40 and a half points. Uh, 40, it's, yeah, I actually have written down under question mark because I again I don't think either team's gonna score. It could be a, could be a seventeen to three game. And to, to to play some positives, they both have a pretty solid run defense. I feel like they yeah. haven't. You know, nobody's been running over them, so it's gonna be in the air with two questionable quarterbacks. I, I just don't think they're gonna get it done. And prove me wrong. I don't know. Maybe Sam Donald comes out and throws four touchdowns, but. There's a better chance of that than Ripian. I mean, I like how we're giving a lot of time to this this game, which is just a toilet bowl. But oh, it's Thursday it's night. It's kind of a, yeah, prime time. It's kind of a like interesting game. If I had to make a pick, which now I'm forgetting, what I, I understand you picked the Jets, but I kind of like the Jets here. You've persuaded me, especially with Sam Darnold. So is that what you're going with? You're going with the Jets to win? I'm going with the Jets. Jets and covering. It's only a point, so you know. It's either that or a tie, so I would probably take the spread if you're picking a team to win. <clears throat> All right. Um, and last thoughts on over-under? You're going under? I'll, I'll go under, yeah. All right. Well, let's move into the first Sunday game, which is the Colts uh, playing in Chicago, playing the Bears. Colts come in as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, and obviously, you know, the Bears – Benching Mitch Trubisky for Nick Foles, which is always an interesting thing when someone keeps getting benched for Nick Foles uh, and the Colts coming in, kind of getting, you know, moving with Phillip Rivers and things like that. I think they're coming in at two and one, I believe. Um, Bears, obviously, three and oh. So um, I find this a hard pick because I do think Nick Foles is a pretty good quarterback, but it seems like once he becomes established as a quarterback and not a backup coming in, he kind of starts to fall off production wise. Um, and I think that the Colts might just be getting started with Phillip Rivers and kind of integrating him into that offense. So what I initially wrote uh, when I made these notes a couple days ago is I picked Chicago to win just a money line pick. But now today, this morning when I was reviewing my notes, I think I'm going to take Indy to win by two and a half points just because, um, you know, Nick Foles coming in with his first start in a while and, when you don't have a good stable quarterback position and the relationship with offensive coordinators and head coaches, I just don't think that Chicago is ready to really win right now. I understand they're three and zero, and that looks really good, but I think collectively Indianapolis is a more cohesive team. So I'm going to take Indy to win and cover two and a half points. The over under is 43 Both teams can score points. Um, and I'd probably take the over on this. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think that the what you said about Nick Foles is spot on about him coming in in these tough situations. They play him from behind. He likes he likes the pressure. He likes the yeah. idea that there's nothing to lose. Right? You bring him in and you lose the game. Like you know, you didn't you did no wrong. So I think he likes those positions. I think he excels in those positions. But when it just comes up to making a start against a team, you should maybe win against. It's a little difficult. 
that being said, I think he'll bode fine. You know, he play well, but it's not going to be enough. I think the Colts are going to win. I think they're going to cover. Um, he says two and a half points. Uh, yes, two and a half. Yeah, I think that Philip Rivers continuing to get better uh, on a weekly basis. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor's really getting going here. They're yeah. allowed, you know, they can keep moving forward with him as their guy. So, yeah, I like that pick. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see how how or what Chicago does to kind of get back in a rhythm, uh, especially, you know, even if they do bring back Mr. Trubisky to play in a starting role, that still, you know, dampers the team. You know, you bench him, you bring him back. And there was something last year that happened too uh, with Trubisky getting benched at the end of the game against the Rams and Chase Daniel. So that whole uh, franchise just feels like it's kind of filled with drama right now. So that's why I take – partly why I take Indy to win as well. So – uh Nathan, let's hit a game now. You move on. All right. Uh, Saints at Detroit up next. Uh, New Orleans is a four-point favorite. Holy shit. My roommate just sneezed. Um, four-point favorite, uh, which I like. Um, I think Michael Thompson's back. I heard he was practicing yesterday, so I think he's back. Um, but regardless, I think that last week against Green Bay, it looked really solid. Being scrapped, they still can throw the ball, and Alvin Kamara looked very slippery. Yeah. I was talking about this with my roommates. I don't know if he butters himself up over the game, gets all the way out. Nobody can tackle him. He's not. I mean, that's poor tackling on the Packers, but he looks very, very good. Yeah. Very hard to tackle um, in open space. It's scary. Uh, on the other side, Detroit. I don't know. I think they've just laid an egg. I think they're at their ceiling probably with what they can do. Um, Kenny Galladay being back did help. It gave back that. I mean, they another. beat the Cardinals. Big time, sorry. They beat the Cardinals, with, you know, which is fair, but I also think that Calamari and the Cardinals didn't have the best week. And yeah. I mean, I think Kennedy Holiday made a difference, but I don't. I think the Cardinals and the Saints are a different team. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think Saints are going to win. It's a four point spread, which I'm not going to touch that just because uh, the Saints have been kind of streaky. Yeah. But I think in the end, they're going to going to outscore Detroit. Might be nice to pair in a parlay if you're just going to do a money line parlay. Yeah. Over under was 54 too, and I'm not touching that either. Yeah. That's tough because Detroit looks like they can score some points. Um, but the Saints have also looked tested lately, whether it's been, yeah. you know, Packers defense and stuff like that. Um, I'm actually going to see if Michael Thomas is playing. I yeah. I mean, that makes a difference every single week. As you're figuring that out, it does look like Drew Brees misses Michael Thomas, and understandably so. And he's got a lot of weapons around him. And Trey Quan Smith, I think, is that wide receiver from Ohio State, number 10. Mm-hmm. He's come in and looked pretty good. Uh, but obviously, it's hard to replace Michael Thomas. And he's such a um, versatile receiver. He can take screens. He can catch uh, you know, intermediate balls down the middle of the field. So... I think that Drew Brees definitely misses that presence. Um, but at the same time, Alvin Kamara can be just as good as wide receiver. So I wonder what Drew Brees will do with the weapons he has this week. Yeah. Um, you, I think the Saints, there's some pressure on the Saints. They've lost the past two games, I believe. Um, and I think there was a lot of hopes for people, for them to be the team in the NFC. Uh, but I'm looking up now and it says Michael Thomas returned to lim- practice on a limited basis Wednesday. Um, unclear if he'll be able to play Sunday, but because they didn't place him on the injured reserve list, which means they would have to put him on for at least three weeks, 
leads them to believe that they have at least a chance to start um, this Sunday. So yeah, it's up in the air right now. Um, I think that I do think he makes a noticeable difference for everyone, for right. the entire team, for morale. Um, and I think if he's out there, they definitely, definitely get the job done and show everyone why they are a high caliber team. I understand this isn't my pick, but I think that if Michael Thomas plays, the Saints win and cover. And I think if he doesn't play, I think the Saints win, but I don't know if I'd pick him to cover. And I think I'm just making that up. It's four points, which isn't much, but um, I think he makes a really big difference when he's out there. Yeah, I agree. But once again, got uh, Saints to win. And if Michael Thomas is playing, probably cover. But uh, yeah, so I got solid. We got next. All right, let's move into Arizona playing in Carolina. Uh, the Cardinals are coming off a loss against the Detroit Lions. That was a close game. Um, Kyler Murray threw a couple interceptions. And uh, the Panthers are coming off beating the Chargers, which is a little bit of an upset. And so, um, obviously, you know, they both come in at a different spot. Arizona is hot, though. Even coming off a loss, DeAndre Hopkins makes a huge difference. And Kyler Murray is probably one of, you know, I think he's one of the most athletic quarterbacks playing right now um, outside of Russell Wilson. And so I think the, oh, sorry, I didn't say the spread. The Cardinals come in a three-point favorite, the over-under at 51. Um, I kind of like the over here just because both teams uh, have a solid offense. The Panthers can put up a decent amount of points. I didn't see, is Christian McCaffrey still out? Yeah, he's out. He's on the IR, I believe. Okay. Um you know, I like the Cardinals here to cover, but if you really wanted to get risky, um, I would take Carolina plus three and a half just because I was reading about the Arizona secondary and that entire back end of that defense is out. Um, and rookie Isaiah Simmons is even going to have to play safety potentially in this game. And so um, I think it's safer to think Arizona will win and take the money line, but if you're looking for an upset pick and want to pair it with something, I think Carolina plus three and a half could be a good pick. Teddy Bridgewater looks like he's getting in a rhythm. And again, with that secondary out um, and DJ Moore looking pretty solid um, for the Panthers, I think that there's a potential that Carolina could upset here. Yeah, I like that a lot. And also uh, the guy, Mike Mike Davis, I believe, Carolina, played uh, – played perfectly fine you know he got touches he caught the ball like five six times on the backfield like no Chris McCaffrey don't get me wrong but it, they were able to keep doing the things that they like to do with that offense and move forward so I mean yeah yeah I mean it's, I think that's a, a good yeah, upset take if you're going to take one it, yeah especially coming off a loss for the Cardinals this is the only upset I had for the week um and just because Carolina is coming off a win Arizona's coming off a loss um, and who knows, maybe they get back on track again. If you want to play it safe, I'd take Arizona to win. Um, if you're looking for a little risky thing, I'd take Carolina to cover plus three and a half, uh, for an upset. So let's move on. All right. Next game, uh, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a three point favorite, which I do have them winning. Don't Damn have him covering. Joe Burrow um, needs to win his first game. I know he needs to win his first game. He got his first not lost last week. But uh, you mentioned it last week. He's going to get his first win at some point. Their offense seemed to be hitting stride. Uh, I know T. Higgins, I think, caught two touchdowns. Yeah. So they were. Burrow seemed to be finally not looking at A.J. Green the whole time. Like he seemed <laughs> to be looking more natural out there. So hopefully they can 
get in stride a little bit more. Uh, Jacksonville on the other side, I actually think this would be another good, like, upset, risky bet to take just because I think that Garner Minshew for the first two games was really, really good. And um, I think that he can do that again against Cincinnati. They're, he's a, nothing crazy. Um, so, I, once again, I'm taking Cincinnati, but if you want to get a little risky, you know, at the edge, you can take Jacksonville. But I don't really – I didn't watch – football too much on sunday i was at a wedding so i didn't watch either of these games really so do you have any input um yeah you know i obviously the bengals are favored but the thing for me that um is hard for me to put money on them is the fact that their offensive line play is pretty poor and joe burrow is constantly getting hit and sacked and especially as a rookie i wonder how much of that he can take before it starts to change how he goes through his reads and progressions um with that being said, it's week four, and um, I do think you know Joe Burrow's progressing well. I'm looking right now; he's thrown for five touchdowns, 821 yards so far, and so you know that's fairly good for a number one pick going to a team that was really bad last year. And so I think that this is the week that he gets his first win. Um, I think that they're gonna if, if the Bengals win, they're gonna sneak it out. So I'm not gonna touch the. I don't think that they Three cover. Points. But I do think that the Bengals will win. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It, it's two, to me, relatively mediocre teams going at it. And an inconsistent one in the Jaguars, who came out really hot this year. And then a consistently poor offensive-lined team in the Bengals. However, I do think this is the week that Joe Burrow gets his first win. So I'd take the Bengals' money line. Again, not my pick, but what do you think? Yeah, I, Bengals' money line. If you're feeling risky, big Jacksonville to win, and maybe the over because if Jacksonville wins, that means Gardner Minshew's playing well. He's playing well. He's going to throw oh, multiple touchdowns, I, and I think that they're going to they're going to definitely put up points if they win. Is the thing. It's and the Bengals can score too. They can, yeah. So I like that over pick. Um, let's move into the Browns playing the Cowboys. Um, Browns, sorry, uh, Dallas comes in a four and a half point favorite. The over under fifty six. Uh, all I wrote in my notes is the one, two Cowboys win this game, right? Like there's no, I do not think Cleveland is going to win. And I can say that pretty confidently just because of, okay, they're two and one, but there's something about their play and their coaching style and how they move through games that's inconsistent to me. And I think that even though the Cowboys are one and two, they've been, even though I, I understand, I understand what the Cowboys games have been like this year. But you, they can score points, and um, they're able to, yeah, efficiently move down the field. Obviously, their red zone isn't um, their red zone production isn't the best. But I just, I, I want to go with the Cowboys here. What do you think, Nathan? I don't know. The Cowboys are. I mean, is is Dak Prescott even the guy? That's the thing that I think is 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 eating away at this team is I can't tell if I think he's the guy. Um, and the Browns, I, just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. They have one of the best rushing attacks I think in the league, but they still are putting up to me inconsistent offensive numbers for a team that has star power on that side of the ball. So uh, it's a hard pick, but I think just because of the Cowboys, Offensive and defensive lines, 
they're going to win. I, I wouldn't take them the cover on this. If they are going to win, it's going to be close. They're going to sneak it out, I think. Um, and, you know, if you really want if you want to be risky, go against the Cowboys and take the Browns to win or cover four and a half. Yeah, I, I to, to be fair, the Cowboys, I think, played really well yeah. last Sunday against probably the best team in the NFC. I agree with that. And the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they held their own and they, you know, towed the line till the end. But yeah, that's tough with the Browns. I don't. If they come out with the same energy they did in week two, you know, maybe it's a closer game. But I think probably safe bet is Cowboys. Yep. After further review, the Cowboys win here. Um, I'm not going to touch the spread, but the over-under is 56. And I think I'm going to take the under on that. Um, that's just kind of my gut feeling. I don't have too much rationale, but um, I just think, you know, they're going to potentially get back to the run game um, and kind of eat away at the clock. They know the Browns are kind of a what they feel like is a high-powered offense, and they might want to throw the ball around a lot depending on what their game plan is. I'd take the under here, 56. I think that's a lot of points. Yeah. All right. All right. Up next, I have uh, Vikings at uh, Texans, and this is the one upset I have of the week. Uh, Houston's a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and I'm actually picking Minnesota to win here. Um, I feel like these are two teams who – should have like really potent offenses and should be scoring a lot of points a game, but just for whatever reason, for whatever reason, haven't done that so far. But I feel like I've seen a little bit more potential with Minnesota. I feel like they are having more complete team as far as Kirk Cousins when he's on Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph. I think that is a really complete offense that can do a lot of things that maybe just hasn't been connecting with each other. I don't know. And on the other side, Houston, I think, has just been more of a letdown altogether. And that I'll say it every week that DeAndre Hopkins being on is a huge, big, like, huge, like, gut punch. Um, don't think Deshaun Watson is as good as anyone thought he was. Go ahead and prove me wrong, but he just has not looked that good. I don't know. Houston team's not, not great. Coming off top off the Steelers, um, in Minnesota, who did Minnesota play? They uh, again. I was at a wedding. That's so. okay. Minnesota played uh, Titans. Yeah, yeah, the Titans. Well, we'll we'll get so to talking I, about the Titans and the COVID. We'll get to talk. We'll we'll get talking about that. But again, I'm picking Minnesota as an upset to win here. They uh, over 54 and a half. I don't really want to touch that because, like I said, like these offenses should be potent, but they just have. Yeah, been hit. But I think Minnesota's going to win. I think Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen's going to get back on track. Um, yeah. I, I, Did you think both I, of I these teams are going to be zero and three? Like no, two months no, ago, really you been, yeah. Like that doesn't. I would have thought any Houston would have been. They both would have been like two and one. Houston, you know. Yeah. Like, <sighs> Houston's looked pretty bad so far. Um, to be blunt, and the thing uh, again, I didn't do tons of research on this game, but. I guess why I would potentially take the Vikings is if you kind of shave it all down, you look at quarterback play, who this year is is looking better. And I, I would take Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson looked really good last week. Um, I think he'll keep getting better as a wide receiver for Minnesota. Um, Texans look disappointing this year, coming off a year that they were really hot. Sean Watson has not looked uh, in sync or really good. And I like Nathan's pick here. And did you say you're not touching the spread 
or the over-under? I'm not touching the spread of the over-under. All right. Fair enough. It was a four and a half point spread and 54 and a half point. Yeah, maybe I'd maybe take under. the under on that. But who knows? Maybe I'll be surprised and they both come out firing. So Again, both these teams, if they came out and scored a lot of points, yeah. I wouldn't be that surprised just because of how they've played in the past. But well, for now, until I see it, I'm not going to. Yeah, no. I mean, I get – yeah, I, I like the offensive tech – of uh, the Vikings and they have a lot of pieces and they've shown they've been able to do it. And I don't think the Texans have been able to show that. So uh, I guess we will see. So let's move on to Seattle playing at Miami. Um, Seattle looks like they're, you know, one of the best three teams right now in the NFL. Um, Seattle's favored by six and a half points. And I think that that is an easy cover by them. Um DK Metcalf to me is making all the difference this year. He was really good as a rookie, but it looks like he's making a significant jump to year two. Obviously Miami does pose a threat, um, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick still under center. Um, still waiting to see Tua and all those kind of things. And you know that obviously those developments are coming not only with Ryan Fitzpatrick eight, Ryan Fitzpatrick's age, but also uh, just his progression. Say that again. What? All right, um, but Seattle looks really good and um, hard to bet against Russell Wilson, so I'd take Seattle to cover six and a half. The over-under, ooh, I did not write that down. It is 53 and a half. I think the Dolphins can score some points. Uh, I'd, I'd take the – ah, I'd take the under on this. Nathan, you got any thoughts? I don't know. This is, to me, this is an opening. I think the Seahawks are just yeah. phenomenal. I think there's Russell Wilson's thrown like 15 touchdowns a year or something like that. He has just looked. He's so thrown 14 touchdowns. Oh, good. 14 touchdowns. Sorry. He might be the MVP. I I think he. I mean, I think that he's he's had this kind of start before, so I'm sure there'll be a game or two where he struggles, but he just looks so good out there. They're they're. I mean, the defense is. Eh. But their offense just like God. Nobody can catch up to them. They gave up a lot of uh, points. They they do give up a lot. They do points. give up a lot. Of so points. that might but, be a good again, thing for the over. Now that I think about it, I apologize. But um, sorry, keep going. Yeah. But yeah, Miami is like if they can hold if they can hold up the Cowboys, Falcons, and Patriots, I think they can hold off the the Dolphins. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. I, I think this is the lock of the week. I know we always talked about yep. like tiered picks. Obviously, we don't say that anymore. Don't know what happened. Um, this is the lock of the week, though. Seattle is the lock of the week minus six and a half. Um, as Nathan's cat goes all over the webcam we're talking on, let's move into the next game, which is Nathan's. I uh, got yeah, Chargers at Tampa Bay. Here, uh, Tampa Bay is seven and a half point favorite, which is. I think it's fair. They're looking good. Showing. I mean, they, they lost a tough one. Upset loss to uh, Carolina, you said it was? Who, Tampa Bay? No, Chargers. Oh, I was so confused. Uh, yeah, they did. They lost to Carolina. And, uh, and the Buccaneers are coming off a big win again. The Raiders. <laughs> so, no. The Buccaneers beat the Broncos. 28 Broncos. Broncos. Uh, I thought the the uh, Buccaneers was probably the best they have all year. Yeah, I forgot that uh, Rob Gronkowski was even on that team until he like got a ball. Uh, he literally had done nothing, so he he looked pretty good. 
almost got a touchdown. I thought someone like Skip Bale was talking about. That. He almost got a touchdown. What does that mean? What's that called when you almost catch a touchdown? Oh yeah, not catching a touchdown. Like <laughs> whatever. Um, but I think Tampa Bay looks good. Tom Brady looked more confident. Yeah. Uh, Chris got. I think Chris Godwin got hurt, but um, they still have a lot of guys they can they can go to. Um, and the Chargers on the other side, like, well, first of all, I want to talk about you know that doctor who just. Yeah, punctured. who punctured? Okay, for you guys that don't know, Nathan is a kinesiology, I believe, student at the University of Wisconsin Madison. Is that true? That's true. And so, obviously, I can't ask him medical questions, but what's going on here? This dude punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. Yeah. So what they were, I think they were going for a was it a cortisol shot in his back? A pain. It was a pain shot. Yeah. I was assume it's cortisol in his back, and uh, you do usually go in. Uh, from behind, and you you want to hit the, uh, you want to get it into the interspinal space. So I, I, he must have just straight up missed. Like, is it a violent? And if, I, and if you don't know there. the answer, that's fine. But is this like a violent thing to puncture, or is it slow? No, it's gonna be slow. I, you just, I think he went too far. I mean, I can't speak to it. I'm not a doctor, but. Uh, Getting paid big bucks. What a stooge move to take out the starting quarterback, though. Yeah, but I mean, it worked out the first week. As far as like, I think, you know, he played better. Herbert played better than Tyrod would have played. But last week, I don't know. That Chargers team is—they're rebuilding right now. I would say so. And and I got Tampa Bay on the other hand. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay's gonna win. Trending upwards. Tampa Bay's gonna win. Uh, Seven and a half point spread. I don't know how I feel about that. I want to say I'll take the over, but the over forty three and a half. Or I'm sorry, uh, spread. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, sorry. Tampa Bay to cover. Um, yeah, Chargers have a solid defense. They do. We saw what they did, Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe if you're going to pair a parlay here to take uh, the Bucks to win. Obviously. The over-under at 43, I kind of like, again, not my game, but I like the over here because the Chargers look pretty good with uh, Justin Herbert. Do you have any picks on the over-under? I don't know. They can definitely score some points uh, if Keenan Allen, you know, they get him the ball. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, 43 and a half seems pretty low. I so, agree with that. They take over. But, yeah, I mean, this one pretty much seems like a lock for me as far as Tampa Bay winning. It's it's more of a fact of like oh will they cover which I think they still will but I think the the win's a lock for them yeah I agree with that all right let's move on to uh what was Pittsburgh at Tennessee so uh, obviously news came out I think it was yesterday that it was three players on the Titans and five like administrative staff all tested positive for COVID um. I wrote WTF on my notes um, because who knows who has COVID if they're going to play on Monday night. Like, does Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Jonu Smith, are those the three people that have COVID? Or is it just is it two practice squad players? And like, So obviously we don't have all the information, and the game might be postponed, delayed, or they're going to flip some bye week stuff. Pittsburgh. No, aren't they aren't they playing on like Tuesday or something? I, I was reading they might play on Monday. I don't know. I did not keep up with the news. I did listen to the shout out to the Pat McAfee show I listened to, talked about, but whenever they play, right? Okay, so let's get into the statistics. Uh, Pittsburgh was favored by one point 
Um, I'm checking to see if that's changed, and I can't even find their game now. Well, whenever it is, I saw that Pittsburgh was favored by a point, and um, I wrote that the defensive line for Pittsburgh is going to essentially go against Derrick Henry. And I would, TJ Watt looks really good this year. Uh, he was the AFC defensive player of the month or something like that. Um, and so Pittsburgh comes in one point favorite. They've looked um, solid. And I thought that they'd have more of a exponential progression as, you know, Ben Roethlisberger comes back, but Tennessee might be a good upset here. However, I do know that they cannot have meetings or practice this entire week. And I think that's quite a, um, you know, quite a negative aspect of this COVID thing, regardless of who has COVID. So I'd, I would take Pittsburgh uh, to win here and cover by a point. Um, if, if it is still in fact a point, I'll have to look at the spread again, um, just because the lack of preparation Tennessee will have and that defensive line for Pittsburgh looks really good. And if they can stop Derrick Henry and make Ryan Tannehill have to make critical throws, I think that's how they win. Yeah, I like that pick. I think the Steelers have played better than anyone thought they would. Big Ben looks pretty solid. Juju's been playing well. James Conner. It seems kind of hurt, actually. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Benny Snell has looked really good. They're back. Nice they, they, they all look good. And like you said, Tennessee's going to have a lack of preparation. And just like right now, I don't everyone's mind is elsewhere. Whereas Steelers are like focusing, focus, focus, focus. Yeah. Um, so yeah. On the on the flip side, I think the talking about before the Vikings, I think I think they had no positive test across the board. So I think they're like good to go. Um just talking right, back to right. like you're talking before. about were, I didn't yeah, I didn't talk about that before. Yeah. But, um but I think there was all negative uh tests. So I think they got the all clear to like proceed on. So it depends. It I think it really depends. Like, what if Derrick if Derrick Henry is not playing in this game, you're taking the Steelers, right? Like, just a what if. Yeah. So we don't know who has COVID. Obviously, whoever it does cannot play in this game. I'm assuming there's a 14 day or 10, whatever it is. Um, regardless, I think Pittsburgh covers. If the spread is still one point, Nathan, do you see any sort of update to the spread? Mm. I don't see much standby. No, I mean, I, I don't even see the game anymore. Hold on. Did they cancel this game? No, they didn't cancel. They just postponed it, but they don't, they didn't postpone it to a date yet. It's just postponed indefinitely. Okay. Well, I don't see anything. The spread was uh, minus one to Pittsburgh. I would take that. Um, and when don't remember what the over under was. So uh, yeah, let's just move on from the COVID bowl. Uh, and we got a couple more games left. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, I have uh, Baltimore at uh, Washington. Uh, this right. one aside from the Seahawks game might be the, just the gimme of the week. I don't know. Baltimore's 13 point favorite. They're going to cover that. And I think they're going to, they're going to cover that with these. Washington has been like, so like Dwayne Haskins is just, eh. I, I don't know. I, I think Lamar's going to get back on track yeah. after his kryptonite game against the Chiefs. Um, also, want to touch on the fact that Frankie said uh, Lamar was going to just beast last week, and 
beat the Chiefs, and he was uh, handsomely wrong. I owe Nathan $10, oh. and I also owe karaoke. I didn't forget about it. I wrote it in my notes. I will address that at a different point. Promise. But, yeah, this this one's another no-brainer for me. Like Baltimore's going to win. Probably going to cover. Um, over-unders at 45 and a half. I don't really want to touch that with Washington, especially if they're getting beat down by the, by the Baltimore. I mean, it, it could go over in garbage time, but, like, I mean, I guess that's fair. It's, it's probably low because of because they uh, Ravens didn't score many points last week. So I think that the Ravens are really going to get back on track, and I think they're going to play really well the rest of the year until they potentially see the Chiefs again, and that's gonna get like that's going to be the talk until they meet again. Because oh boy, was that Monday night game uh, quite different than what I thought, and most of the people picking on the game picked the Ravens. So mm-hmm. uh, that will be interesting. Yeah, I think this is a gimme. Uh, of course, if you want to be safe, just take the money line. But I think the Ravens cover minus 13 here and they get back on track. Um, Nathan, any more thoughts on the game or are we moving on? That's about all I got. All right, let's move on to the Giants at the Rams. Um, obviously, last week, uh, I think I lost some money on the Rams losing to the Bills, which I thought would be an upset. Uh, so um, the Rams come in a 13-point favorite. Uh, the Giants look pretty bad this year. They lost handsomely to the 49ers, I believe it was last week. Um, I think that the Rams win. You picked the Giants, by the way, I believe. Last week I picked the Giants? I think so. I think you – there's no. I mean, it was it was my game, but it was your take that the Giants uh, were gonna. Yeah. Oh, hold on, that's false. I have my notes right here. I took the over forty-one, which didn't hit. I don't believe, and I took the San Francisco money line, which was looking back a stooge move because the Giants were pretty bad. So um, anyway, I think that the Rams uh, win here. They've been unpredictable. I think lately. So I'm not going to have them cover. I think it's a good parlay pick for the money line. Nathan, you have any thoughts on Giants at Rams? Uh, not really. I think the Giants are pretty bad. <laughs> we, I mean, Saquon did tear his ACL. He's out for the year. Um, they just don't look very good. And, um, yeah, the Rams are going to win. They've looked inconsistent, too. Uh, I think that this is a – not a tough pick in regard to a money line, but the over-under is, I think it's fifth, no, right here, 48. Ugh, that's a tough one. I guess I would take the over because I think the Rams will score a lot of points against a bad Giants defense. Let's move on from that terrible game until this to this next good one that Nathan's got. Yeah, talking about more with uh, Patty Mahomes, you got New England at Kansas City. I think this is going to be an awesome game. Yeah. Um, Kansas City is a six and a half point favorite, and I think they're going to win and cover. Yeah. Um, Mahomes might just be the best player in the NFL. He, he might just be. I, uh, oh God. I, and on the other side, New England's going to score, but but they're not going to be able to keep up. Not even close. Has Cam Newton never played Patrick Mahomes? Mm. I, you don't have to look it up, but I just don't think I've seen that matchup before. Now that I think about it. 
I'm guessing Nathan's going to do some research, so I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, Kansas City, obviously I was proven wrong on Monday. They look really good. Um, Patrick Mahomes has been able to come back against high-powered defenses like he did against the Chargers early. Um, He's also obviously the best at going back and forth, kind of a quarterback battle of one team scores, now you've got to score, and um, he's obviously really dangerous when the ball's in his hands, especially late in the game. And uh, the Patriots come in and look really good. I think Nikhil Harry is starting to really come into, you know, his first round selection that he was a couple of years ago. And it's starting to really progress as a route runner. Cam Newton is a really big threat. And I think Bill Belichick and that coaching staff has done a really good job of kind of creating an offense around him and adjusting to his strengths and his weaknesses as a passer and runner. Piers, Nathan is still doing some research. If Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes have ever played against right. each other, did you? Find I don't think they've ever. I don't think they've played against each other. Well, what are you taking here? You're taking Kansas City to cover six and a half. What about the over under fifty three? I'm taking the over on this one. Right. I think both teams can score points. I don't like. Yeah, I don't think either defense is going to put up much of a fight against either offense. I think they're both going to score points, yeah. but in the end, I think Kansas City is going to beat them by beat them by a touchdown. I wish this was At a least. Sunday night game, and I'm disappointed, yeah, really good one. disappointed that the Sunday night game is Philadelphia at San Francisco. But let's uh, before we get to that, let's go to my last game. I believe, unless oh no, I have Monday Night Football. Um, my second to last game, which is Buffalo playing in Las Vegas. Um, the Bills look really good this year. Um, and they obviously beat the Rams last week and their offense looks pretty potent. And I think that Josh Allen, uh, is a solid passer series, 10 touchdowns, uh, 1,038 passing yards and the three. No, um, if you're thinking, you know, risky parlay, I would take Las Vegas to cover plus three, but, um, Buffalo looks strong this year, and I think that the Raiders are actually coming on strong too. Josh Jacobs and that rushing attack look really good. But when you break it down, you look at Derek Carr as a passer and in crucial situations, I do think that um, he lacks the decision-making ability. And uh, it seems like last week and weeks prior, he's held on to the ball for a long time. So I think that Buffalo, um, a safe pick is Buffalo to cover minus three. But if you're thinking risky and making a you know a risky parlay, I'd do Las Vegas to cover plus three. Um, quickly, before Nathan gives us thoughts, just remember the over-unders 53. Ooh. And the Raiders have shown they can score a good amount of points, but I take the under on here just because of what the trends look like for both teams, that um, both are slightly methodical in their offensive drives, and um, I'd take the under here, under 53. Yeah, I like that. I think Buffalo wins. And coverage, you said it was three and a half points? Three. Yeah, so I think Buffalo beats him by at least a touchdown. So I think they're going to win and cover. All right, up next I have uh, Sunday night, which is going to be the Eagles at San Francisco. Uh, if the Niners had all their players, probably wouldn't be much of a talking point here. But uh, Niners are scrambling here. That being said, they had a pretty solid showing playing with uh, a beat-up crew, uh, Nick. Nick Mullins, right? Nick, yeah, Nick Mullins. His first name? Not Nick. Nick Mullins. Um, looks solid. You know, every time he's come in, in the past, he's looked solid. He spread the ball like he needed to, but they, again, they just don't have people to get the ball to. But um, 
Debo Samuel might play. They have a uh, 49ers have an option to activate him after these three weeks. And Kittle's in or playing. I, huh? I think Kittle's active. Kittle, Kittle is active, but they don't know if he's gonna like actually play. I think. But, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't checked in a while, so but I know that Debo is a possible option too. So they get those those two guys back. I really think that their offense is gonna just have a lot more options in general. They're still tough. I think Jared McKinnon's hurt now too. So Jeff Wilson, and I don't know who else they can hand the ball off to. Use check. I don't. He's- I'm sure they pulled some dude up from practice squad, but yeah. they're scrambling here. Um, but on the other side. Philadelphia is like, I don't know. They're in a tough spot. Dallas Goddard, who I actually think is the uh, superior tight end on that team, um, broke his ankle, so he's not playing. And they just, I don't know. 49ers are a seven-point favorite. I think the 49ers win. I don't really want to touch the spread. Over-under is 46. Don't really want to touch that either. But um, I still think with, with Bosa and Solomon Thomas gone, the 49ers still have one of the pretty yeah. solid, you know, fronts defenses in the league so yeah i think a game like this it comes down to it it comes down to the defensive and offensive line play and you know i just don't think the eagles are the team that we wanted them to be years ago and um, i'm curious what you think about carson wentz and if you think he'll be in philly for a while i don't know i i think that the eagles should have held on to nick Foles. I mean, I agree. A couple of years ago. But it's hard to, you know, argue with you had Carson Wentz coming off a phenomenal year. Um, I don't know. He's just not – he hasn't been the same. Yeah. He, since, he doesn't look that, comfortable in the pocket. And there's a lot of injury concerns around him. Uh, I don't think I'm going to make a pick on this. Um, if I had to. I would I'd take San Francisco uh, in a money line pick just because of their defensive line play, um, and I think that their offense will do okay. And I'm just not confident in the Eagles. Um, so let's move on to the last game of the week, which is Atlanta at Green Bay. Green Bay comes in a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, the over under at fifty six and a half points, which is a lot of points. Um, I think the Packers win here, even though the Falcons are look like a solid team. They've obviously had a couple couple bad weeks, reminiscent of the twenty eight to three deficit. Um, but the Falcons look solid, and I think they're going to they're going to be able to score points. Uh, Russell Gage is that number eighty three on the Falcons? Uh, he looks good, and Julio looks uh, out. Julio and Gage are both questionable. I believe they're both hurt. Calvin Gage Ridley's went out. Really solid to um, Todd Gurley, and so I think that the Falcons are going to score a good amount of points here. I don't know if uh, fifty-six and a half between the two of them. I'd, I'd take the under on that, but um, I'd take the Packers to win here. They've got the hot hand, Aaron Rodgers. He's he's definitely a top five quarterback in this league right now. Um, so I'd take Green Bay to win, and I'd take it in a money line parlay or something like that. Um, seven and a half points doesn't seem like much, but you know, that doesn't give too much room for air on the part of green Bay and their defenses looked a little bit suspect lately. So Nathan, you have any thoughts on this final game? Uh, 
don't know, you touch on it every week, but Aaron Rodgers yeah. is a bad man. He He's, like, really good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The other, I'm going to say Falcons, I think, throw the ball more than anyone else in the league. But Julio didn't play last week. Russell Gage got hurt this week um, in the second half, so he was out. So I don't know if I, those two are going to play. If they do play, I think they pose a little more threat. Um, just maybe considering uh, the over, because I think they have the potential to put up points. Mm-hmm. All those guys can catch the ball and get in the end zone. Yeah. Um, I think I think the Packers win, like you said. And you said it's a seven point spread. Seven and a half. That's what makes me nervous. Seven and a half. I know that's that's a big spread. Um, I would say Packers cut if if Julio Jones is out. Packers, Packers cover, but if Julio Jones, Russell Gage, they have their whole offense pretty healthy. I think I don't know. I wouldn't touch them. I think if all those if if Julio and Russell Gage are both active and playing, I think I'd take the over. But with them out, that kind of limits I think their offense slightly. And I also want to know what Aaron Jones's different prop bets are going to be, his yards, his touchdowns, all those things, because he has looked really good this year so far. Yeah. Um, well, that gives our week four picks. Um, there's a potential that I'll cut in a segment where uh, calling a friend of mine, Spencer, who uh, does not really watch football, and have him give a couple toss-up picks. But uh, if that segment isn't after uh, – us giving our picks we appreciate you guys listening and uh be sure to tune in for our week five picks which will be released a, co- a week from today or so and of course if we see any prop bets we like on the day of games we'll release a small segment uh with our game day props and stuff like that nathan you have any final words say goodbye to our listeners we we broke 50 listeners you have anything to say about that uh we appreciate all 50 of you i think i <laughs> If we hey, if we get to a hundred, we're gonna make some merch. If we get to a hundred downloads, we will make some absolute fire merch. Yes, yes, we will. I All will right. hand paint them. Yes, we'll hand paint them. We'll 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 sign every. Yeah, you know you know the deal. We'll we'll make some fire merch if we get to a hundred downloads. Again, we just genuinely we want to thank whoever is listening to this. We have no idea why you'd listen to this. We're just two kids shooting the shit, but. Uh, We really do appreciate anyone listening, and uh, we hope you tune in for week five or any prop bets we have. Appreciate you all, and uh, see you next week. See you next week, guys.